Welcome to Documentary First, an inside look at a first-time filmmaker's journey. I am your host, Josh Lindsay, from the Movie Proposal Podcast. And with me, as always, is our first-time filmmaker, Christian Taylor. Hey, everybody. And as always, our trusty, dusty research extraordinaire, button-pushing... Note-taking. Note-taking. <laughs> working on the Mac over there guy, Jason Rugg. Hey there. Hey, Jason. So last time we were together, we talked about the screening, the first... U.S. screening mm-hmm. outside Chicago in Oak Oak Park. Uh, the whole purpose of the screenings is to get feedback, garnish attention, create awareness, perhaps raise support and so forth. Because you're, you're still, even though there is a film, you're still uh, tweaking it or playing to. Correct. Okay. Um, so, but here's the thing. you This was born, are, are we at the three-year anniversary mark? Yeah, from when the idea was hatched. That was 2016, right, right around April. Okay, so we're past that. Okay. And then, yeah, I started actually working in 2017. Okay, so I went to film school. I love movies. I always thought I wanted to work in movies, and I did in the animation world for a little bit. And uh, for fun, I like to make film, you know, with my kids, you know, and, you know, look at the last year, do a road trip. And we did this awesome road trip to the South, and so I'm putting this little movie together. But it is exhausting to work on this 10-minute montage <laughs> of my family. My kid, when is it going to be done, Dad? Right, you know, And it's never good enough, and they don't appreciate what I'm putting into it. And I sit there for 10 minutes. I'm like, I, I can't look at this anymore. And then, Yeah, I, don't you get sick of it after a while? Yes. <laughs> but, but there's part of me that's driven to finish it because I started it. I want to I have a final product, but there, there is fatigue. Now, that is nothing compared to a three-year project in a feature-length film where you've had to travel overseas and raise support and find people to do free labor and, and pay people with money you didn't have and all this kind of stuff. So, so let's talk about fatigue, Christian. Yes. How, how are you doing? I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exhausted physically, emotionally, uh, and mentally. The only thing that really keeps me going is my spiritual center. Seriously. Um, I really, again, I, it is important that I feel like, you know, God called me to do this. I feel like I'm, uh, it's what the responsibility that was given to me to do. And so I have to keep coming back constantly um, in quiet time and Bible reading and worship, you know, music and church to get filled up to kind of keep going. Uh, but for the most part, um, there's got to be some. Uh, you know, grace and rest. I'm sick of looking at film. I'm sick of thinking <laughs> about how do I retell the story. I'm so tired of fundraising. Um, you know, in some ways, I'm peopled out. Do you, at this point, though, I mean, do you feel like you can take a quote break in terms of like step away from it for a few days or a week or something <laughs> like that? I sort of have for the last three days. Well, okay. since – so I'm, all my crew, we, you know, we're a virtual crew, and they finally flew in from all over the place to meet each other. Not all of them, but a good group. And so they were here through Saturday. So beginning on Sunday uh, through today, I've had some rest, slept in, you know, haven't thought about the film. I went to a comedy concert last night. Um, and that is refreshing, but I was still – answering emails, answering phone calls, doing stuff like that. And, um, and I ha- kind of have to, to keep things going. Yeah. So, um, but there is, uh, there is total fatigue, particularly, I think, because I am carrying so much. I'm not just the director, you know. I wrote it. I directed it. I've narrated it. I'm, you know, uh, hired everybody that's working on it. I'm overseeing things as a producer. Um, I'm fundraising. And, um, 
you're right. You get to this place where like, oh my gosh, I've gotten this far. I can't just quit. Mm -hmm. And so that propels you forward. Now that I've shown it to a bunch of people and people have donated, there's buy-in and responsibility that I feel to keep going. Um, But also, um, I think that, I don't know, I, I... I do feel a huge responsibility to the people that have donated their time. I haven't been able to pay them money. This is something that they can use to get another job or things like that. So at some point, I just feel like I have to pull myself up by my bootstraps and keep going. But by the other token, I don't feel the pressure that I felt before Normandy to deliver on a deadline. So right now, I've let go of the feeling of um, I have to – do this and do it fast. Now it's, I can't do another step really until I raise some more money. And that's going to take time. And so if that takes time, that takes time. Um, I would love to finish it completely by the end of the year so we can make festival runs next year. But if that doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Well, it seems like, you know, money aside, I mean, you put the film together in 10 weeks, right? Yeah. Okay, well, we're in July. Well, let's say we're in August now. So you've basically uh, August, September, October, November, December. So you got five months. Five months compared to 10 weeks seems like a lot. Yes. Of course, you just have to have the money to do that. But in your head, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like you can, be, you, you can be working on it without working on it? So what I can do is rewrite and restructure. I can take in, you know, consultants, ideas. I can, there's a lot I can do on my own but then I come to a stopping point and where I can't without an editor, and I have to pay my editor. So the fundraising piece is the wild card because, yeah, there's a lot of stuff I can do on my own, but if I don't have money to pay my editor, I can't see what it looks like. I can't know what's possible. Right. I can't even get him to answer me on the phone. You know, he's got to make a living too, and he's got a family of five, and he's got kids in college, and so he needs to be paid. And so if I can't pay him, I don't get his attention, even to have conversations, really. So, um, and the fundraising piece is not going to be rushed, you know? So I just have to see. Again, you know, my faith keeps me focused. I truly believe that the Lord has given me what I've needed to this point on the time schedule that I needed to this point. So I have to trust that what I need will come in the time that it will come. One thing I want to comment on is just thinking about, like, had you not taken the steps forward to do this and all the people that are involved, even me, just to a small degree, I I have very little to do with this film, but uh, just been aware of it and and helped out in a couple of fundraisers, that kind of stuff. And like, on podcasts. And the podcast. Um, is, had you not done that, you know, we would all be doing something else, right? You know, like, like the, the fact that someone steps forward and says, I want to do this, and then all these people come together, right? Like, even if it hadn't, like, because I've done projects that have fallen on their face, but you've created relationships in that, right? And people made an attempt, that kind of stuff. But like, but thankfully, this has come a long way, and you have a product, a beautiful product that's only going to get refined and better, and then continue the story. But connecting all these relationships, because you were given this idea, or you had this idea, and then you were willing to go do it, like, unfortunately, you carry the brunt of it, but all these people will get to go along for this ride and do awesome stuff. So I got to imagine, to some degree... I don't know if you recognize that or not. It is the most, I recognize it every day. It is the most rewarding thing I have ever done for that exact reason. So I have, by the sheer fact that I said, let's do this thing, 
I've created communities in France of people that didn't know each other and now are best friends. I've created communities here in this local area, and I've created an international community of people now, you know, who've ushered each other through deaths and divorces and other things that are supporting each other and encouraging each other. Um, and so, and and now I've people have something that they can show. Right. Hey, this is what I worked on. These are the things that I've done. You know, I I started with a lot of young people that didn't have experience, and so now they have a lot of experience, and they can leverage that to whatever. Um, And that is the most rewarding thing for me, is that I know that I have added to people's lives. And, And then that's bolstered by being at a screening and see how touched people are and hear what their responses are. It's the most, other than raising my children and and being in a marriage for 25 years, this is the most rewarding thing I've ever done. And and I hope that, you know, for anyone who's listening to this, um, you know, we we focus on this is a first-time filmmaker's journey and the idea is conveying information to other potential first-time filmmakers, like, hey, here's some things to do, not to do. And I hope what people get from this is, you, you know, just go do something. I think it was Martin Scorsese who said recently he can't believe how few people are making films in this age when the technology is so cheap and it's in your pocket, literally. I mean, uh, Steven Soderbergh made a film on Netflix on, his, on an iPhone. It's on Netflix, right? You know, yeah. like... They, they made a feature-length film on their iPhone. Like, it's just, you just got to go do it. And, and of course, you didn't – I mean, I, I don't know what your expectations were with this film. It, it's, 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 you know, surpassed my expectations. Not that I thought it was going to be terrible, but, like, I was just blown away by it. I didn't really know what to expect, right? You know, and so – but that aside, whether it's good or bad, these relationships, these experiences, um, it's worth something, and yeah. you, you take value from that and move on to the next thing, right? Yeah. I, this is what I envisioned. You know, there's no question. I knew what I was capable of. I knew the power of the story. I knew I knew enough people in the industry that could help me. So this is what I envisioned. And um, when it got to the point where I had to throw away the original script and rewrite it, I honestly had huge amounts of self-doubt, like, I can't write this. I'm not a writer. Mm-hmm. I don't want to voice this. It'll be terrible. Um, you know, I really doubted my ability to be invo- that involved in the project, um, and I figured it would be worse than it's turned out to be. So <laughs> that that did surprise me. Um, but I do think that I read something the other day, actually to- something Tom Hanks had said, and I put it up on my fa- Facebook, which is anything that is you know worth doing is going to be hard. And, oh right! You know, if it's um, if it's not hard, then it's not worth doing, and I that I found that completely to be true. This has been bar none the hardest thing, the most stressful thing, the um, you know the most heartbreaking things at times that I've ever done. But it's so worth doing for all the reasons that you've mentioned, and um, and it's I not the rest over. of your life. It's just a period of time where you you know you went for something. Uh, but the relationships will last. The movie will last. The stories will last. Right. It's an evergreen story, honestly, because it's every year we have D-Day. So oh, yeah. it's something I think will have potential going forward. I do think that um, in doing this, I have learned so much I could teach a class. You know, like, I mean, I have mm-hmm. a lot of education and knowledge and experience now I can pass on to others, which I love. Um, and I, I think 
you know, people listening to this podcast that are thinking, I wonder if I can do this or should do this, I would say absolutely, by all means, do it, but count the cost. Count the emotional cost. Count the relationship cost. Uh, this week, I've had some spare time on my hands. I honestly thought about calling your wife, Angie, because my husband and son are going out of town next week, to be like, hey, um, whatever you guys are doing, can I just tag along? Because I've almost <laughs> lost all of my friends. Like, I haven't maintained relationships in two years, and I, I don't, I'm not hanging out with anyone, right? Well, it's been water parks and fishing lately, so if you're up for that, Yeah, I'm definitely up for that. I like all to right. have some summer. Uh, so, you know, count, count the cost and count the time like if you want to do something it in this industry it's not a quick thing it's it's an investment of time energy emotion money all that well let's do this to to wrap up again let's promote um uh, two things upcoming screenings and then where people can plug in online to get involved whether it's support or promoting yeah. At the very least, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Stop by our website, normandystories.com, because the blogs there are tremendous. People, we're, you know, we've got guest bloggers that are writing. And if you have veteran stories that you want to tell, um, please, you know, email me at christian at normandystories.com, and we'd love to get you on as a guest blogger on our website. Um, so visit those. And then our upcoming screenings, we're in Colorado Springs in uh, the end of August, as well as Denver. October, we're in New York City and Long Island. November, we're at the Branson Military Film Festival. Uh, January, we're in Wheaton, Illinois at the library. February, we're at Massanutten Military Institute in Virginia. So we've got, I'm sure we'll have more, but you can watch our uh, social media to find that out. And and I really encourage people, like, these types of things are rare and and special. Like, to to see a a film in this stage, to be part around the crew that's filming it, that's, that's there... Um, so if you ever get a chance to be a person like this, just to attend is worth it. So like the the Oak Park screen we just had, I invited a bunch of people. You know, a lot of people. You know, it was Wednesday nights in Oak Park. A lot of people had a hard time getting there, but there were people. Uh, like I invited my realtor, and her husband's a World War II buff, and they were so excited they came. I invited uh, several of the pastors of my church. Uh, one of them was out of town, but he's like, well, I work with a guy at the church who's a World War II buff. Well, he couldn't go, so he invited his old coworker, and he came, and he he was over the moon Aww. for this movie. Like, he was so excited because you're, you were there. There's a red carpet. There were pictures. There was, like, this hubbub. You know, like, there were all these other people there to see, you know, The Lion King or whatever, and they're like, what is this? You know, like, this, there's this exciting environment. So, like... Yeah, we had veterans there this time. Absolutely, yeah. So, what, what was it like for you, you know, meeting the veterans, talking to them, hearing, just sort of standing back as an observer? You also sold things for me at my table. <laughs> <laughs> I was escorting the talent around, my yes. daughter, who was the... Who played Danny, wearing the, the dress. Um uh, well, I love that kind of stuff. I love just being a part of it, whether I'm directly involved or indirectly involved. But in terms of like the World War II veterans, you know, just the, the takeaways were, you know, uh, it's not it's it's one thing to thank people for the service; it's another thing to spend time with someone and listen and ask questions. You know, and so uh, I was expecting to hear more stories in the Q&A section at the end of the film. So was I. But what I took away from it was more Our of, mics didn't work, so well, that was right, part right. of the problem. I know, that was part of the problem. But, but what I took away from it was more of the, the conveying of, like, like, we want to be heard. You know, like, there was a price that was paid, something significant happened, people are forgetting about it, this is worth knowing, and a way to 
change your own life and show love and empathy for someone else is to listen to them. And so you really, that really hit me hard, um, that both in the film and in the interaction of people, and particularly the World War II veterans uh, after the film. Um, but then just the energy, the buzz, people were excited and, uh, you know, some people came that didn't know what to expect. And, and then there are people who couldn't come and they were really disappointed. And so I hope those people listening, you know, if you're in Wheaton, Go to the Wheaton one. If you're in Colorado Springs or near there, drive to it, right? You know, it's, it's, it's definitely, you will be glad you went. And I'm going to say the Branson Military Film Festival is going to be the biggest, the most exciting. It's during the Veterans Week, and it lasts a whole week. Oh. And they uh, there's opening ceremonies on November 5th. There's a closing parade on November 11th. Um, we're sort of a bedrock part of this film festival. We screen on November 6th and November 8th at 8.30 in the morning, uh, apparently oh. to sell out crowds. They they have um, two theaters with 150 people each. And um, then they're flying in, Danny and Flo. So that's going to be super exciting. So that would be a great one to catch. All right. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Documentary First, where we believe everyone has a story to tell, and you can be the one to tell it. Yes, you can. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.